One of us on that sliding subway train was clearly not heading for work. You would have known it immediately by the size of his bag. And you can always tell a fugitive by his vagrant expression of smugness. He seems to have a secret in his mouth. He looks as if he is about to blow a bubble. But why be coy? I had waked in my old bedroom in the house where I had spent the better part of my life. The snow lay deep around the house, and there were frozen footprints across the yard to the garbage can. A blizzard had just visited. Another was expected to blow in soon. I had dressed and tied my shoes with more than usual care and left the stubble on my upper lip for a mustache I planned to grow. Slapping my pockets to make sure my ballpoint and passport were safe, I went downstairs past my mother's hiccuping cuckoo clock and then to Wellington Circle to catch the train. It was a morning of paralyzing frost, the perfect day to leave for South America. For some, this was the train to Sullivan Square or Milk Street or the very most Orient Heights. For me, it was the train to Patagonia. And then he talks about um, seeing the advertisements. The signs did not speak to me. These were local matters, but I was leaving this morning. And when you are leaving, the promises and advertisements are ineffectual. Money, school, house, radio, I was putting them behind me. And in the duration of this short trip from Wellington Circle to State Street, the words of the ads had become merely an imploring jabber, like the nonsense of an unknown language. I could shrug. I was being pulled away from home. Apart from the cold and the blinding light on the fallen snow, there was nothing of great significance in my going, nothing momentous except that, as we drew into South Station, I was a mile nearer to Patagonia. So that was uh, from this book called The Old Patagonian Express uh, by Paul Thoreau. He takes the train from Boston down to Patagonia, you know, mm. as wherever there were train tracks. You know, he had to what year? When was that? Uh, I don't know when he did it. I want to say the 90s or the 80s. 78, 1978. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when are you guys leaving? Friday morning. Friday morning? Okay, so it's June Wednesday 8. right now, so in two days. In two days. Cool. So, and I was just thinking, so you're leaving Friday morning, so you're going to be in Friday morning traffic? or Somewhere. I mean, we're leaving early, it. but yeah, okay. we'll probably, probably like Orange County, we'll hit rush hour traffic. So you will pass somewhere, you will pass people like driving to work. Oh, for sure. And you'll see the look <laughs> on their faces compared to the look on yours. Yeah. Um, so can you relate to that at all yet or? Yeah, I, I, um, at, at the opening lines about, you know, somebody is not going to work, somebody on this train and, you know, um, like as teachers, when we're on break and I go somewhere in the middle of the week, I'm like, how are all these people here? Do doesn't anyone have a job? Like, I know I'm on break, but right. what about all these people? Right. And I'm always curious, um, about people who are somewhere at odd hours and, um, or, you know, sometimes I'll see a family traveling and it's like the middle of the week, not a holiday time. And I'm thinking, who are these people? Yeah. And now we're going to be those yeah. people. <laughs> to me, the second part where um, he's thinking about the advertisements and everything else ahead of time. Um, the last month of work, uh, it, it began to I began to have that feeling where um, typically I'm very structured and I put everything in the calendar. If I have a, a certification that needs to be renewed or a class I need to take, I put it in my calendar and, you know, and I look around, make sure that I'm going to be off on a particular day so I can meet that requirement and, and, and things like that. 
in the last month when, you know, when some due date was coming up at work, you know, complete this by November or complete this right. by, you know, even as as early as August, there was always something due at work. Um, I just started realizing that that's not meant for me. Like <laughs> that, that doesn't apply to me I anymore. To so I would find myself checking yeah. out yeah, out of like <laughs> meeting stuff like that. Was, I would just be checked out because I began to realize now these things apply to me anymore. You know, I'm going to be gone. <laughs> and it's really freeing. Like it's an oh, exciting yeah. feeling. I felt like that at work too. And it's, I mean, sure, it's exciting period to be taking a trip of this magnitude. But just the um, the level of freedom is something, you know, we haven't experienced before or probably, you know, not since early childhood. So those kinds of things yeah. um, are new feelings and really exciting. The whole, the whole notion that it doesn't apply to me is really weird to, to have that approach in life where, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. Because rarely do you get that. You know, in life, where it's just like, oh, it doesn't apply to me. Yeah, I think like at first, when you, I think of traveling, you think of, oh, like it's a physical freedom, but it's really a mental freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Or everyone's, because we had at work, there's things that everyone's really stressed about for next year. And I can just, every time, once I glance over at Julie and just be like, Oh, she's, <laughs> she's looking she's out the window. Yeah. <laughs> she clearly doesn't care. Yeah. Um, well, and even travel itself, this will be a different, more freeing kind of travel because, you know, we travel a lot, but we always have a limited amount of time and a pretty packed itinerary. And, um, you know, just I feel like it's going to take us a good month to kind of get it in our heads that we don't have to pack it all in in, you know, a few weeks that, um, you know, we're not going back to something for a really long time. And I think it'll affect the way we travel. But, um, you know, the kinds of decisions we make, the amount of time we spend doing things, um, having downtime because we rarely have much downtime when we travel. Um, but I think it's going to take us a little while. I think that's a headspace we haven't occupied before, and it's yeah. going to take us a while to get there. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm interested in in a trip is like how, like the course of the trip changes. Like, I'm sure there's like a honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to think. There's a honeymoon phase, and then there's like the the storming phase where you kind of clash at things, mm-hmm. or like, and then and then the part where you just kind of you figure it out and everyone integrates and things like yeah. that. Uh, but I think what I was hearing you talking about is like speed. Like there's this, that hurry that we always have um, in this kind of world or in, in the, in the, the real world. That, <laughs> um, you know, the pace, yeah, I'd imagine at some point it slows down. You know? Yeah. And I think we have to learn it. Um, I don't think it comes, not at our age. I don't think it comes naturally to us. And that's something I think about a lot. Like, I, when I think about childhood, I think about um, when I had very little sense of time and, um, you know, how the, it sounds cliched, but like how summer days seemed so long and, you know, like you had all the time in the world to daydream or whatever. I just feel like I can't even remember what that is. Yeah. I don't know what that feels like anymore. And I really want to, um, I want us to be able to get that pace. I think I'm actually, in that sense, I'm a little bit more ahead. I, at this, in th- this last week, I found myself being a lot more anxious to just get there. Yeah. Because it's, now it's just tiny little things that need to be sort of taken care of. But 
those are things that will get take will be taken care of regardless because we have to leave. Um, but my mind is ready to just let go. I've been, you know, prepping for this day yeah. to come. How long have you guys been planning this trip? Well, I think it was sometime in the fall, like maybe mm-hmm. November, yeah. when we threw it out there as a crazy... So, so how did that happen? Like, how? what was... So we who brought it up? What was the conversation? Do you remember? This is, I don't remember the exact date, but this is... I know it was in November, but I was just looking, going over the paperwork for the RV, the, mm-hmm. the, the loan documents, because I was looking some stuff, looking up some stuff, and um, we took ownership, physically took ownership of the RV on November 11th. Okay, is that... And uh, that's when we actually went to pick it up and brought it home. And it couldn't have been more than a month. Uh, and then we went on that trip on the 13th, mm-hmm. right? So two right. days later, we took our, our maiden voyage on the RV. Is uh, that Lake Morena? Lake yes, Morena, Lake yes. Morena, which is a misnomer. <laughs> <laughs> so then sometime after that, and not a month longer, we we were sitting. We were. It was a Saturday afternoon, Saturday or Sunday. It was a weekend, and we were just gonna um, sitting around in the uh, in the uh, kitchen area, and we were just talking about. Um, I think we had discovered um, all the uh, how many blogs there are, how many RV RVing. RV life and RV blogs are out there. Right. It's one of those things you you encounter a new thing, a new subculture, and then right. they see that you get sucked in. That there's yeah. this whole other universe out there that you weren't a, uh, aware of because it just wasn't your thing. So I think at that point, especially Julie, because she likes to research and read a lot about different things, so mm-hmm. she had really gotten deep into that that realm there, and um, we started hearing about this long term RVing, and um, I don't know how the conversation came about, but I do know that we had um, talked about going to the all the national parks mm-hmm. because uh, uh, this guy who photographer who works with National Geographic last year, so 2017, he did a whole year worth uh, worth of traveling and he visited every single national park and it, and it was gonna be releasing a a book this year, at the beginning of this year with these pictures from it. And so I think I, I probably brought that up and we had always wanted to to see all the parks and um, all just in combination, we're like, what if we could do that? Yeah. You know? And I think we threw it out there first as like a... Just a what if. Yeah. Really like a what if. Not not like a serious consideration. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if we could do that? Yeah. And and then we kind of gave each other a look. I remember the moment very specifically because we looked at each other and I said, well, it would have to kind of, it would all come down to money because it always does, right? And so I said, uh, if if we can somehow get a good amount of money to get to get us started, then it's all possible. And the only option we had for us was our home. Mm-hmm. If we could do um, a refi and then if, if from that refi we could, you know, we might be getting too specific, but... Um, if there was enough money there for us to get us started and just make up the difference, then it, we could make it happen. Um, so we, we sort of just looked at each other and, and I said, you know, what do you think? Is this possible? And we sort of gave each other this, each other this crazy look. We had a grin on our face, like crazy grin kind of thing. <laughs> and we shook on it. 
Yeah. And we, we've never done it. We don't do stuff like that, yeah. you know, as, as a couple. We don't shake on anything, you know. And so I think we actually, uh, we gave each other a look and, and said, well, if we're going to do this, let's shake on it. And so we shook hands in the middle of our kitchen. <laughs> and uh, the following week, I'm making phone calls to different companies to see if, if we could qualify for a, a refi and, and, and get going if we were going to be able to work that out. Yeah. Well, and I also remember right around that time, we were looking at some other things that we were considering doing. Like, both of us have thought about going back to school. Oh, yeah. We were looking at how much that cost. Um, You know, talking, we don't really carry debt. Um, And so we were looking at, you know, like, well, we'd probably have to be willing to go into debt a bit for going back to school and how much would that be and blah, blah, blah. And I think we were kind of, so when the RV thing came up or the idea of this trip, you know, part of the conversation was, you know, there's all these things we might be willing to go into debt for, which, or a few things, and, you know, um, why not something like this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's also a dream. It's, <laughs> we're not right. going to come back with any degrees, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, but it, uh, that's right. I, I forgot we had, had that conversation, because mm-hmm. about a month before that, we had set, sat down and had a serious conversation about actually sort of planning out our the next three years or so of um that were going to affect us financially because i wanted to go back to school and and get my um my bachelor's and possibly possibly go uh into my master's Mm -hmm. and then she wants she wants to go back and get her phd Mm -hmm. and so and then we have our oldest daughter who had just started college in september and so we were also helping her finance that as well so we were talking about okay. Well, now we have Sophia, our oldest, college to find to to sort of help finance, and then it would be me and then mm-hmm. her. So we were ta- looking at getting back in into de- in debt for career purposes. You know, a lot of that, mm-hmm. and we all wanted to do it. Okay, timing makes sense. Maybe I should do it first because uh, it might require more time. But then she said, "Well, I can." You know, she could do it first because she could do it online and, and or um, or look at some local um, classes. So she actually did the research and everything. So we were we had a pretty serious conversation. And then we even talked about retirement, like what we, if if we made those jumps in um, in salary, you know, how much more money we would have potentially that could go into um, into <laughs> our retirement and uh doing some retirement in, investment in, in a, a other property, you know, uh, other properties. So it was a much more, mm-hmm. um, I guess, grown-up conversation in that sense. Yeah. That we were planning for right. way in the future. <laughs> and then a month later, we're like, let's blow that plan Forget <laughs> all of those practical things to spend money on that will secure our future. Uh, let's just blow it all. Let's just, yeah, let's <laughs> go the opposite. Perfect timing, the ice cream. The ice, ice cream. Mm-hmm. You guys want anything? No, no, no. We're, we're good. Yeah, but it's a good background uh, music. <laughs> Do they know we're in the RV? I guess we haven't told them that we're inside oh, our. Yeah. So we're sitting in uh, your new RV. Mm-hmm. It's new. Newish. Um, new-ish. new-ish. Yeah. yeah. Um, does the RV have a name yet? We it not really, not really, because we can't agree on one yet. <laughs> we'll get there. But we we want to name it for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
It's like when you're pregnant, like you're trying to, <laughs> right. you have some ideas, you're looking, you know, thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> well, if this goes anything like when I was pregnant, it'll go, it'll be me giving a name and him saying no. Name, no. Name, yeah. no. Name, no. Until we find one. Until something he finally agrees yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, names, uh, Annabella's here with us. She's, how old are you now? Ten. Ten? So you're going on a trip. So let me, uh, let's get... Can we, can he, she borrow your microphone? Mm -hmm. so, Why don't you come down here? So Annabella, um, they were telling the story of when they got this idea. So, and I guess you can answer too, is when did, when did you find out about this idea for this trip? I just remember they're like, hey, there's, um, we have something to tell you. And I was like, are you guys pregnant? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and then I was like shooting out a bunch of like weird ideas and they're like, no. <laughs> and then they're like, we are thinking of taking a year long trip or either planning. I don't remember exactly, but I was just really, <laughs> really, really surprised. Yeah. What other things have you felt about it? You excited? You nervous? You? I'm nervous and really excited yeah. too. Um, the past week, I'm just this week. I've been like, oh my gosh! I've been counting how many days left until we go on a Like at night, I'm like three hours till it's till it's two it's days till we leave. Yeah. Like, just really excited for that. 5:30 moment like on Friday. So what do you what are you like most excited about the trip? What are you looking forward to? Um, what places you're looking forward to? Or? There's three states. Um, one state is Alabama because I really like love history, uh -huh. and I did this whole Alabama State project for my um, class. Uh -huh. And then the second one is Washington because my friend Macy. She moved to Washington, and we're going to go see her. Okay. And then lastly, um, Tennessee, because my other friend, Kylan, she moved there. Oh, and okay. so we're going to go see her. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's exciting. You talked about how you love history, and I know um, we've talked, uh, your mom teaches history yes. um, and English. We've talked about how, Julie, how you guys have done um travel to kind of supplement her education you want to kind of talk about that like trips I remember there was like a, a yeah. mission trip mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. so like in fourth grade um they learn California history and about the missions so um we did a missions trip we didn't go to all of them but we went up um as far north as what was our northernmost mission I'm not going to remember but so. past almost to San Francisco and then we cut over and we went through gold country because they also learn about the gold rush and then down to Yosemite. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, and so we do, you know, when every time we travel, we go for a lot of the historical aspect along with other things, too. But that's going to be a major part of this trip. I'm interested in like what your travel autobiography is. Like, so <laughs> what is what is the first trip you remember taking as a child? Um, that's actually really hard for me to answer because I don't. Some of the trips, I don't know if I remember them or if I've been told so much about them that I think I've. Uh -huh. I think I remember them. You know how your memory kind yeah, of. Yeah. 
Um, because we traveled so much when I was a kid. Um, and it's always the joke in our family because my parents will be like, don't you remember that great camping trip on the Rhine river in Germany? And I'll have to always say, well, how old was I? And they're like, oh, six months. Mm -hmm. So, um, we traveled all the time and my parents were teachers and we had long summers and we camped and we lived in Europe, which means, which meant that, um, you could there's you know you can get to other countries really easily camping's a really big thing there um i have a one memory of a trip that we took when i was 3 um which is um running through an amphitheater in greece i believe it was in delphi um but i could be wrong um and that was a really long trip and that's the only thing for some reason i just that's the only thing i remember playing with my brother in this you know old amphitheater um, but we lived in Germany at the time and we camped and we drove through, um, from Germany down through what was Yugoslavia at the time and into Greece. And I don't even remember where, I don't know where else we went. Mm-hmm. So that might be my earliest memory. Okay. And how about you, Sergio? Um, I, um, my, my parents grew up, you know, uh, we grew up poor so um we didn't have that opportunity um when i was growing up um we're all immigrated from from mexico and we all came together in 89 to to america where in mexico did you uh i grew up down south in chiapas which is the southernmost state in chiapas Mm -hmm. which is right next to guatemala okay um and so um so there was uh, traveling wasn't an option for us. It was not part of my uh, childhood. And also just it, once we got here um, as well, it was just more um, just surviving and, you know, getting situated in a new country, new language, you know, all those things. So there wasn't a lot of room um, for that. And, and just money was really hard to come by. Um, so my first trip was um, with with Julie was my first um I think I shared with you my first vacation, you know, and we went to uh, Puerto Vallarta in Mexico, which I was really nervous about going back to Mexico. Um, Why were you nervous? Uh, it's it's an odd feeling when you're, um, and I don't know if it's just me or if it's for everybody who immigrates, but um, for me, uh, I spent so many years, because um, I, I came here illegally, so for, for many years, I was, in essence, trapped in the country. I couldn't, I couldn't leave the country, and I didn't belong here. I, didn't, I had that feeling. Mm-hmm. And so then finally, by the time I met Julie, um, I, I was already uh, a citizen at the time. Um, but it was my first time leaving the country. And, and so I had this feeling like, wh- why am I leaving when I, it, it's been so hard to finally, you know, claim my spot here in, in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there was a lot of that. Um, and then two, there was a lot of guilt in that I was now going back as a quote unquote success story, immigrant story. Um, and I was, the best way I can say it, I was going back to exploit my country because now I'm going back as an American bringing dollars and I'm benefiting off of this really hardworking people who are, who are just trying to make it every day, you know, um, it, because that memory was still pretty fresh to me as, you know, having lived on the other side as well. Mm-hmm. So there was just a lot of 
guilt and um, having people serve on me, you know, it, it's still, um, it's hard for me sometimes. Um, um, and, and so it had a really mixed, I was nervous. And I, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do. Like she had to calm me down yeah. like once we landed in, in uh, Mazatlan. Um, I, got, I, I, I had a hard time just like, I didn't know what to do or how to act. Um, the the, the taxi, it was um, Puerto Vallarta, but the taxi ride from the airport to our hotel, he was like panicking. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a lot of times airports aren't in the nicest part of the city too. And mm-hmm. then, you know, so many places you go, um, the drive from the airport to wherever it is you're going isn't always the greatest to begin with. And then he just was really, really nervous. Mm-hmm. Got shocked. Yeah, and and, and it, it was a lot of firsts, you know, a lot of firsts for me. First travel, first, um, it wasn't the, the first time flying, but it was the first time flying uh, on a vacation, you know. And again, going back to my home country and um, going on a vacation, which was a foreign thing t- to me as well. Um, uh, how old were you for your first vacation? You were... So that was 10, 13 years ago? It was 2005. Ago. So you were 28. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at you now. I know. <laughs> and since then, you know, yep. I've really, you know, I've really taken off. And, and uh, like I was saying earlier, um, a lot of it is because of, of um, her encouragement and um, the fact that her childhood was so different. And, and for her, travel is very much a part of her upbringing mm-hmm. that she's um, definitely more comfortable with with that idea uh, and and it all that it takes to go on a on a vacation or go on a trip that i had even no idea where to begin you know i i i wouldn't know how to plan a trip like this or how to go about it she's done a lot of the planning you know um she has done the actual planning of the trip she has done um phone calls websites researching i've done more of the uh the practical stuff you know because i that's what I'm good at, that's what she's good at. And so we've kind of fed mm-hmm. off of that, you know. Of and, but those, that's like who we are. I mean, we're we kind are, of yeah. complementary, but also sometimes even like opposing forces too, because, but it's good because he craves stability mm-hmm. and, you know, he's craved stability because of his upgreen, uh, upbringing mm-hmm. and worked really hard to create like a stable, secure, financially secure life for himself. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a very comfortable life and we traveled all the time and we moved all the time. And so I crave movement. I always want to be um, going somewhere new and I don't mind moving. I don't mind changing jobs. Um, You know, like it doesn't change doesn't scare me at all. In fact, I get like I what I my seven year itch, like at any job or any house I live in or anything. college uh, shout out to brian campbell uh, from my college roommate he told me about this term called migratory dissonance did i tell you about this it's <laughs> migratory so dissonance. migratory uh. dissonance is the term uh that described the feeling that birds get when it's time for them to to fly south or to move <laughs> yes and it's yeah and so uh, we talked about that feeling being in humans 
And it's just, I just love that term. And it's funny when I Google it, I can't find it anywhere. So interesting. Yeah. But he told you about yeah, it. Yeah, someone he works with told him about interesting. it. Interesting. And and he, I think we were talking maybe in careers, like you know, wanting to change jobs every mm-hmm. few years. It's that that feeling you get, like okay. I've been here too long. It's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that a lot? All the time. I get it with, um, luckily, not in marriage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But who knows? Maybe if we weren't taking off, like, every six months to go on a trip somewhere. No, I'm kidding. But um, I do because, uh, you know, the last house that we lived in, we just bought this house two years ago, and the house we lived in before that is the longest I've ever lived in one house in my entire life. I'm 47 years old. Mm-hmm. We lived there for seven, seven years. years. Mm-hmm. And in my 47 years of life, that's the longest I've ever lived in one house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, yeah, I crave change. And I love to travel. And I, um, you know, I, I, and I don't even think I'm super adventurous because I actually don't travel to places that are, you know, you didn't go zip lining and I don't, yeah, in Costa Rica. or off the grid, or you know, um, I just like to move around, mm-hmm. and I get itchy for it. Do you, do you, Sergio? You feel you like security? Do you, do you are you starting to feel that though? Where like you sometimes do want that change to mix it up, or you're always gonna be inclined to? Yeah, I think stay that's just at? I think that's just part of my makeup, and yeah. um, and if she one day decided like, okay, we're done traveling, I will be fine. With that as well. Uh, you um, know what, though? I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> I am. I'm going to disagree with that. I think you think that. Uh-huh. But, I, but I've seen such a change in you over the years where I used to have to convince him to go anywhere on trips. Oh, yeah. I had to convince him. I had to show him it was going to work. Sure. I, had to, yeah. I had to sell it. I had to do yeah. the hard sell. Like, right. I should be <laughs> at this point like a, a travel whatever something because um, I would sell every place to him. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. And I would find, okay, what's what's the angle that's going to get him? That's Is there, like, a, a baseball field there that he's going to want? Or stadium that he's going to want to see? Like, what? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it got easier and easier over the years. And we could go more often. And, you know, to the point where I don't have to sell him on it really and it's like where are we going next that, that is true yeah before it was definitely a hard sell because i was just so caught up on like okay what why what would i be doing of my quote-unquote responsibilities at home mm-hmm. while i'm gone for these two weeks you know like it, it was definitely a, a very very much a choice i had to make between like staying home and taking care of what i need to take care of versus mm-hmm. like taking this time off to go do nothing and travel mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean like like i said this the biggest example of this change was this trip. I mean, we literally decided in a in like an hour conversation that we were gonna do this yeah. after just having had a serious talk, you know, before a month before that about retirement, you know. Yeah. Um, and she didn't have to do much selling, and I was definitely just like, okay, we if we can make it happen, we'll do it. And I and um, there have been some, you know some bumps in the road but it never deterred me to the point where it's like where i was like okay this is too much i don't want to do it M- whereas maybe before i would have been like definitely okay this is crazy this is just a sign that we shouldn't be doing this and i would have thrown in the towel um once we made the choice i think i was just bound and determined to to make it happen on my on my side you know uh, the, the things that had to be situated um before we we took off so did either of you ever have in the after you shook hands and um 
you know, made this plan, did you ever, either of you, like, start to want to maybe wiggle out of it, or have you... Not me. Uh, I did. <laughs> I'm sure I did, you did. I did have some secret panic. <laughs> moments of panic where I was like, what the like hell hoping, am I doing? Kind of hoping the, the refinance doesn't go through or something. Well, but that was the thing, though. Uh, that actually went through effortlessly. Yeah. You know, and, and that was, to me, um, why I said I put that as a caveat as to whether or not we could do it. Because it's such a hassle. All the paperwork you have to turn in nowadays. And, you know, and I... And I as organized as I am, I hate doing paperwork, although I know where everything is and where to get it. Yeah. I just have, I hate going through the motion of, you know, of that process. And so I really thought it would be, um, if, it, if it turned out to be too much, that that would be like, okay, as soon as that doesn't work, then like I'm free because there, <laughs> it's even out of my hands. You right. know, I don't have to Sorry. make that choice. It's just, yeah. it just didn't work out. But that went through actually very effortlessly. And so once we were um, authorized for that, I didn't have much uh, other recourse except you know, just yeah. keep going forward. But I did have moments of like, oh, like this is too much, you know, because just my head, uh, I have a to-do list for my to-do list. You know, that's, that's my, <laughs> my personality. That's my personality. I have a to-do list for my to-do list. How, uh, like how long did you wait to tell your work? And, and I guess tell the audience at home what you do for a living. Uh, I am a uh, registered nurse, and I work in the in the business ER here in San Diego, okay. in Crazy's ER. Cool. <laughs> um, and I have been doing that for been doing that for fifteen years now. Um, and so it was. Um, I probably waited about up uh, into March of this year. Okay. Um, uh, three months ago. Three months ago, yes. Uh, just because of the timing, and um, I wanted to make sure that I, um, not that this wouldn't happen, but again, I just I was just being cautious, and I didn't want to be told, well, since you're quitting in six months, why not quit right now? Right. I, I don't think that would have realistically happened because of where the place I work and the nature of what I do. Um, but I just, I didn't want anything to go wrong. Mm-hmm. So um, my intent was just to work as much overtime as I could, make a lot more money to sort of help finance the uh, um, the trip. And then at three months, um, I talked myself out of that idea that I'm going to get told to stop working right there and then, right. you know. And so um, they're just more so that they knew, out of courtesy as well, mm-hmm. that they knew that I wasn't going to be there at three months from, from that point. So what did it feel like that day when you, when you were put in your resignation? Uh, it was... Um, it was surreal because again, it was just yet another thing, another indication that I, that I'm really doing this, yeah. you know. Because um, I was telling them, you're gonna have a spot in the rotation, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have to fill in because I'm not gonna be right. here, you know. Right. Um, was a little guilt. Was there guilt that you're leaving um, your, your team behind? Or? There was, uh, but not as much as I thought I would, because um, I remember feeling relieved more than anything, that though there was guilt that I was leaving, um, that I wasn't leaving to go somewhere else, you know, go to a different, uh, another hospital to work for them, because that mm-hmm. I, I definitely would have felt like I was betraying them. Yeah. Um, and I even came and expressed that to uh, Julie. But um, that that sense of guilt was sort of uh, diminished by the fact that, uh, that people were so excited when they, they heard the reason why I was doing it. Um, 
And so. Hi. Hi. Want me to take a look? Sure. sure. Come on in. Yeah. Found a new truck. Well, two years ago. <laughs> so yeah. So that was uh, sort of the. Um, How does this sleep for? It made it a little eight. bit better. Sleeps eight. Wow. I know. So is this a uh, neighbor? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I live down near 14. And the white truck. Okay. This a bathroom? Yep. You say you can get this for 60? I don't remember. 65. 65, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, that's what I paid for my truck. <laughs> it's a nice truck. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's it was 70, and I saved some money by going to Costco. So I bought my 203 on Odyssey. I say I bought it uh, in June of 2003, and we're going to my nephew's wedding in uh, Thousand Oaks. And when they're little, like they say, are we there yet, Grandpa? Are we there yet? So once I got put those three TVs in, and I never once asked if we were there. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I saved about eight thousand on that. And actually, it was seventy. I got it down for fifty-seven. Hatch and license was sixty-three. But it's uh, wow. yeah. a good deal. Two years. It'd be two years, June twelfth. And only got nineteen thousand miles on it. Oh, in two years. Okay. So that's pretty good. Oh, this is, you got TV in here. Um, we have a portable TV. We, had, we have one. It we, comes with we took one, it down. but it was so big, it like oh. took up way too much space. You got any 70 in Sequoia? We're um, going to be doing all of that on yeah. the way up. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, we're, beautiful. we're yeah. heading out on Friday. Destroya? To, well, we're, take, we're heading first to Santa Cruz and then the Redwoods. We're taking a big trip. Santa Cruz, there's a hotel there called Heaven, Heaven something, hmm. right on the ocean. Hmm. In fact, you get a room. It, it actually goes over the ocean. Oh. You can hear the roar of the sound of the, oh, wow. the wow. waves. It's really nice. I used to live up in San Jose and San Francisco. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Uh, a long time ago. But it's really nice. Thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Sharing everything. Yeah. Have a nice trip. We've gone a couple weeks. A little we're longer. Going, yeah, we're going. Longer two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going. We're actually taking the year off. The whole year? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you're going to Santa Cruz. Where else? The whole country. We're going to travel most of the national parks and... All you over. get your gas at Costco? We usually do. Mm-hmm. What do you fill two hundred dollars with? You fill it up? One fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But we're we're towing a car so that we don't have to The little one or the, the little, the little one. one? The little one, yeah. yeah. Well have a safe trip. That's All right. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Thanks. By the way, I'm Mike Drew Tandy. Yeah. I met you once before, right? Yes, I'm Julie. Julie? My husband Sergio. Sergio. I know you've met before Sergio. too. Yes. Yeah, I met you once before. Yes, sir. You're a yeah. teacher? I'm the teacher. He's the, He's the nurse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take care. We'll see you. Thank you. Um, so you, that's that was a great segue because I want to ask you guys <laughs> what people's reactions are when you tell them about the trip. But I also want to hear finish uh, what, what Sergio was talking about for you, what your experience was at uh, work, resigning. Work. And- I, it, I told our boss in January. And I remember along the lines of what Sergio said, when I finished telling her, I was so thankful that I wasn't telling her that I was going to another school. Yeah. <laughs> because she was, when I told her, I wasn't, she said, I said, I'm not going to be here next year. And she said, where are you going to be? And I said, well, you know, we're taking this trip. And she was so excited for me. And, um, you know, she's a big fan of the national parks. And, yeah. um, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't have to tell her I was going to another school. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, people, you know, we've talked about it because people's reactions are varied, very right. varied. So how do they vary? Um, there are people who 
almost don't. It doesn't like it doesn't register. I'm not sure it registered with our neighbor. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like it, it's it, it. You have to explain it like more than once. Uh-huh. There are people who are automatically like, "That's amazing. That's fantastic." And then there are also people who are a little like snarky about it. Yeah, yeah. a little snarky about it. Um, kind of like that. Oh, must be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> must be nice. Oh. <laughs> How do you force them? Like, wow, you guys must be loaded, and you know. (laughs) And it's funny too because, like, I just try to smile and whatever. Um, I don't want to argue with people, but it's interesting to me sometimes when people have that reaction when I feel like, you know, we all choose to spend our money on different things Mm because travel in general, I think we get that reaction from people. Mm -hmm. You know, last summer we went to England, and you know, we and. People are like, I don't know how you can manage to travel that much. But I think, like, have you never noticed that your car costs, like, $25,000 more than mine? Or have you never noticed that, like, you buy all your clothes from, like, top-of-the-line fashion designers and I get, like, mine from Target or, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, outlet malls? Or, you know what I mean? That yeah. It's this idea that um, that you have to be rolling in dough to travel. Right. That is, I think, such um, such a myth, and you know, it's just a matter of like how you choose to spend your money. And we we definitely um, skimp on a lot of other things so that we can do this. So it so yeah, sometimes when people's reaction is a little bit, and it's not like we've run around, you know, shouting it from the hills right. either. Um, but when it comes up, and it's really like a small minority of people who mm-hmm. have an odd reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I drive a Kia Soul when I wish you could be running, driving a top of the line Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dream car. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, on, on my end, as far as um, how people reacted, um, I, I think because of us, uh, because of what we do, and, and we literally see people die probably every day, you know. Um, it's more rare It's more rare when somebody doesn't die on a shift than, than somebody dying or, or coming in with some serious um, life-threatening, you know, uh, health issues or, or things that we know that, that have a poor prognosis where life they won't be the same you know at the end of that hospital stay so for me um i didn't i didn't get any any of that snarkiness everybody was just so excited for me they got um, it they got it yeah i think because they see the other side and, and we see that happening you know from babies to 90 year olds and everything in between you know people that uh just retired and have a stroke and die or people that were you know we're here on the trip of that lifetime and they they died you know in our er um or have a massive stroke and you know they're you know they're they'll never be the same so i think we um we see that and we experience that on a regular basis where um when they heard i was doing that they were just so happy for me that I, that i can do that um and and then that but also that sense of bewilderment as to how do you go about doing that Mm -hmm. you know because um i would say probably 80 percent of those people said that's something i've always wanted to do Mm -hmm. you know and uh if if not more than if not a higher percentage but 
a lot of people um, express that to me. You know, we've I've always wanted to do it. Uh, or something I want to do uh, when I retired, you know, things like that. Um, so uh, on, on my end, it was just more of like so happy for you, you know that. Yeah. And um, that also kind of continued to inspire me to to keep going forward, you know, because yeah. um, I, I, at one point I realized that uh, this is really something um, extraordinary for us, you know, as a family that that we can do this at this age mm -hmm. uh, and us not being rich, rich by any means. We, we're not affluent people by any means, you know. Um, but that um, so many things have fallen into place uh, in our current life, um, both financially and then um, family-wise, mm -hmm. um, that uh, allows us to, to do this, um, you know. Um, our families are healthy, we're healthy, mm -hmm. we don't need to go to doctor appointments, you know, uh, we don't have sort of, those sort of... Um, Things that bind you to your... Bind, you know, yeah, holding us back, you know. Uh, so we we pretty much, I, I pretty much got the sense that it, the time was now kind of thing. And we, we don't know what, we really don't know what might be ahead, especially in, in my line of, line of work, um, so... That's that's a uh, gives you a perspective. It definitely, definitely gave me a perspective. Yeah. So one of the things I'm interested in is is family travel. Period. Just because I've got um, two little ones, I have a two year old Sawyer, and Emerson is six, and so um, I feel like we've been like tied to the house for a while. You yeah. Know, just with the you know diapers and um, naps and. And yeah. a bunch of other excuses that I probably don't, that I, that aren't legitimate, you know, <laughs> uh, that are in my head. So I'm just wondering, like, um, like, what do you guys see as, like, the good, as, like, this, the, the, the Goldilocks window of, for traveling with kids, like, for kids' ages, or? I, I think, um, I don't, I, I don't think there's a minimum, uh -huh. I, I, you know, or I, I, it has to be what you're comfortable with. I yeah. mean, when Annabella was a baby, we didn't take super long trips, but we definitely, you know, we took trips. We flew to San Francisco when she was like five months old. And yeah. Um, and we went to Spain. We went to when Spain she when she was almost three. Mm -hmm. So international wow. flight with a toddler. Super fun. Um, can I give a little piece of, of yes. advice since you're interested in family travel? Yeah. Don't go for the, oh, um, she's two, so she can still sit on our laps for uh, an 11-hour flight. <laughs> Across the Atlantic. Yeah, because I know it saves money, but like five hours into that flight, I was like, I'll give regretting. you any amount of money to find a seat for my kid. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It is what it is. And it was, you know what? I, uh, one thing I hear over and over from people about travel in, with kids is, I want to wait until they're old enough to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I personally am 100% against that philosophy. I don't believe in that at all. And I think it's because whatever age you think that is, if they have not traveled before that, they're not going to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. If they're 10 or 12 or 15 and it's their, you know, you have to teach kids to travel just like with everything else. Mm -hmm. Um 
you and you wouldn't in any other thing in life, I don't think you wouldn't say like, we're going to wait to do this until they're already good at it. It doesn't happen. You teach yeah. kids how to do everything, yeah. you know, um, and you and I think it's the same with travel. And it might be hard at first and you might have some mishaps. But the thing is, is, you know, then they get good at it and they get good at it young. And they're also enthusiastic and adventurous. And, um, you know, sometimes some of the you know, we laugh now about that plane ride or you know silly little things like, like the very first thing Annabella's back so I want to tell this story when we flew to Spain we checked into our hotel in Madrid and we put her in the bathtub and the first thing she did was poop in the bathtub <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're exhausted from yeah. this crazy flight and we're like oh now we get to pick poop out of the bathtub <laughs> so but you know what it's funny and um and they do appreciate it. It's so funny to me, the idea that children um, are like, I don't know, that they have a, an age at which things are good. And until then, you know, uh, she she might not remember, but we tell her stories about it. And I think it just builds a flexibility and adaptability, a sense of adventure in kids. And um, they don't need to remember those trips because we remember it. Yeah. And um, I'm... I. Uh, Sorry, I just like got on my soapbox. No, but <laughs> those are things I, I wonder about because and I because I make those excuses. Speaking of kids and siblings, do you notice the siblings act different? I guess I just have this fantasy of the kids getting along better on traveling. I don't know. Um. I well, think I think that doesn't go away. They're. Um. I don't know if it's better. I think it's just different. I. I think. Um. It depends on what part of traveling, like in the car is one thing, you know, for four hours versus, um, you know, going to do something. Because like when we're in somewhere, when we're like at the Grand Canyon or whatever it is, then yeah, everybody's getting along because it's interesting and, you know, we're all super busy. The downtime sometimes, you know, because on and during travel, you can also be more tired, you're off your schedule, you're, you know, and everyone has um, different things like her sister's are way more calm than she is. So, like, the oldest, I mean, she's <laughs> she's so calm. We did a, fan, a road trip across the country, and we, we dubbed it Sleep Across America. because So, for her, it was, like, to the point where, like, we're like, please try to stay awake. You're missing our entire country, you know? She was a teenager at the time. What was she, like, 14, maybe? 14, yeah. Um, the middle one, she reads, and she will read for like an, an eight-hour road trip. And this one wants to talk and listen to music and play games and tell jokes and like, you know, so um, those personality differences can make can make it more difficult. Yeah. But it's not, you know. But yeah, but nothing where, you know, um, I think for for me, the, uh, the proof that this was something our family could do um, as a family, as a tradition, is when we drove across country in an SUV. Mm -hmm. You know, we um, we had a Honda Pilot, mm -hmm. and we packed long <laughs> enough for you know <laughs> yeah. for uh, a month long trip for five people. We packed it all in the third row seat in, in the trunk of the car, so we all basically existed in that driver passenger seat and then the, the front the front three and they all sat you know shoulder to shoulder for 6,000 miles you know once it was all said and done um, and 
we never again we never had those moments where I had to pull the car no. over and like lecture them and you know listen yeah. you, no it was it was just like they were doing their own thing she was listening to her music one was reading one was napping <laughs> you know sometimes they were all awake and we would um, play road trip games play road trip or... games and I think it was just um, it's something that we I think we have engendered as a family that that uh, idea of um, this is this is fun, you know, and, and and we just have to. And sometimes it's we, like this is fun. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love it. And, and we've learned how to. Um, we've learned from previous um, travels, like how to basically uh, fine fine tune, um, you know, our, our our trips. You know, how long can they do this? You yeah. know, how long. We've um, already learned what works for you. Yeah, yeah. We we have finally learned what works for us, and we just pack a little bit of everything for everybody so that not everybody feels like this trip is just for this one one particular family member uh -huh. we're all in it and we just have mm -hmm. it might not be our top thing uh, on our list okay. to to do uh, as a person but mm -hmm. it's it's good enough that you'll get some enjoyment out of it yeah. you know at different points for different mm -hmm. people yeah. um, and so I think that in that sense we have been able to make it so that it's um, and making it inclusive it. like that is important. Like when we decided we were going to do this, we said, okay, like everybody give your top five things you want to see, like mm -hmm. as we're building an itinerary. Yeah. And <laughs> Annabella's first thing was Alabama. And I was kind of taken aback. I was like, what? What? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I really, I said to him, she's going to ask to go to Walt Disney World. And so we're yeah. going to have to have a prepared answer of why we're not going to Disney World, right? <laughs> nope, Alabama. I yeah. said, why? She said, because that's where Helen Keller's house is. And I want to see it. I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then she started researching more about Alabama. And then now we've found out so many interesting things mm -hmm. there. Um, there's so many like civil rights yeah. um, memorials and right. museums. Museum and Yeah. Um, so actually it's because of her that we're going to spend so much time in Alabama and that we learned how many interesting things there were to see. So. like when you told your parents about this um, trip yeah uh, your parents when they're they well they came from mexico when you did right right okay. yeah so we've all been here since 89 um and so when i when i told them um my mom's reaction was because uh uh so i let her know about her plans and and her reaction was uh, oh why why are you doing this you know um I was I was sharing with you that you know the idea of travel is, and or vacationing is it's a foreign idea to them, um, still to this day. And um, and so when I told her that we that I'm not going to be working for a whole year, and that I'm I'm leaving work, and because um, I had mentioned to her as well the idea of me going back to school when we had that conversation, I had I had shared with her. So so she had she was aware of this that conversation that had taken place about me going back to school. So she was very happy about that. You know, for her, um, education is paramount because uh, that's something she wasn't able to do. They weren't able to do uh, in Mexico when they, when they were growing up. So for her, education is paramount. So when I told her I was going to go back to school and get further my degree, she was over the moon about that. And so then next thing you know, I'm coming <laughs> to her with this idea that I'm, I'm not doing that. And I'm not only doing that, I'm leaving work and like I'm not working for a year. Her, she was, she, she was shocked. She couldn't. She didn't know what to make of it, 
And then she said, well, um, are you in financial trouble? Are you trying to, um, are you going to lose the house? Is that why you're leaving your house behind? Um, are you getting divorced? Do you have a drug problem or a drinking problem? <laughs> um, all these horrible, you know, scenarios as to why somebody would take off for a year. Take off for you're a clearly year. on the lamb. Right. <laughs> and, and she said, even to, to the point where she said, uh, I do have an illness, you know, something meaning terminal. Mm -hmm. So um, she had every scenario possible that that was the most horrible scenario, right. you know, versus no, this is just something people some people have the 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 um, fortune of, you know, being able to do, you know, if if you have worked hard enough and, you know, you've um, not not to say that people don't work. Hard. It, right. Me personally, if you set a goal and you get to work on it and then you you uh, you see it through. Um, then you, you get to enjoy that, um, you know, have that experience in your life. Um, but th that wasn't part of her rationale as to right. why somebody would be doing that. Um, my dad, on the other hand, he's, he just kind of goes by whatever my, my, my mom says. And, and, um, and if not, then he's just very supportive at all times. So he was happy for me, but I think it's also um, just hard for him to un understand how how you someone goes about doing this um but definitely more more uh, uh su supportive in the sense you know of uh, of um what we're doing and uh i think they they have finally mm -hmm. come around i mean they we just moved them in we moved them in um at the beginning of the month okay. so they're staying in our house okay. and so, taking yeah. care of our dogs because our dogs don't travel they don't like going anywhere <laughs> Um, but, and that was one of our big things about leaving is, you know, what about our dogs? Um, and so my in-laws are actually living in our house for the year to take care of the dogs. Yeah. So we just got done moving them in on, on June 1st and, um, there, you know, I've been slowly explaining, you mm -hmm. know, uh, bill pay <laughs> and, uh, and e-bills and all those things because they, they still don't understand how I'm going to be paying for all these things without getting a, yeah, getting physical, a statement yeah. and then mailing out a physical check because that's that's what they still do, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so they, they're asking, well, how, what do we do when we pay right. your electric bill costs? Right, exactly. And, and I keep telling them, you don't have to do anything. I, I'll pay for it, you know, uh, when I'm on the road. And so I had to physically, finally, I sat them down um uh, over the weekend, and I said, "Okay, this is this is what I've been trying to explain to you." Right. So I opened up the uh, mm -hmm. my online banking, and I oh. show them the bills, and I show them how I get notices on my email that shows me the actual bill, and how I translate that into that e bill, uh -huh. uh, the bill pay service on on our account. So they're like, "Oh, okay, so, so you can do this whenever you want, and you know you don't have to go anywhere to pay." And I was like, "No, I can." I said, "I can." I even showed them. I said, "I can make." I can make a payment for this bill a month from today and it's not even due, but I know exactly how much I pay. Mm -hmm. So I, I did it and I, and I sent, I scheduled it. I said, and I don't have to worry about it. Right. It'll just come out of my account when it's due and the computer does, yeah. does the rest. So they're like, Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then like a, a, a day later, uh, I get, a the only, uh, company that uh, we deal with that doesn't have an email yet is, uh, Otai water. Uh -huh. They still, have a paper um statement so uh, 
I get it. I said, okay, see, so I'll get this bill and you don't have to, you can just put it aside somewhere. And my dad goes, okay, well then how do you go about paying it? <laughs> so I was like, remember I told you that computer, like I already know how much it is, yeah. you know? And so they're still just getting used to the idea of, um, yeah. of our middle upper, you know, our, our, middle, middle, class, our middle, middle class, class life and yeah. comforts, you know, um, cause they, they very much don't, don't live in that sort of yeah. realm or reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, this is a big change for them too. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, and that there is a, yeah, I have had some mixed feelings about that too. And you know, I feel like I'm pulling them in into like shocking them into this other, uh, kind of reality that they, they're not used to, you know, um, like having, um, a home warranty, you know, I was telling them like, if something breaks down that we pay for a home warranty. So you just literally pick up the phone and somebody will, will show up and yeah. will take it apart, put in the part and you have to do absolutely nothing because right. I'll take care of it all by either on the phone or online. Right. And you, you can just see that blank sort of like, this is almost surreal. You know, they don't understand how that, how that kind of life, yeah. you know, works. So it's, um, I think they're just going to be shocked into middle class mm-hmm. <laughs> living and, and there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a big learning curve yeah. that they go, they're going through, but nonetheless, they're here and they're yeah. very supportive and they're, they're happy for us. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, with, without them, this wouldn't be possible. Yeah. yeah. So I've asked you a lot of questions about the trip. I was wondering, are there any like burning questions in your mind about this trip coming up? Like, how is this going to work or what's, are you just... <clears throat> Not so much about like how it'll work. Um, but for me, I like, I'm trying not to, I keep joking about my, how ideal it's going to be. Like, I'm going to be stress-free. I'm going to learn to sleep <laughs> again. I'm going to, we're like joking. We're going to lose weight because, you know, we're going to be out hiking and I'm not going to stress eat. And, you know, I'll look younger cause I'll be sleeping <laughs> for the first time in 10 years and, you know, like yeah. idealized, you know, but yeah. it, uh, joking about it, but I do wonder, um, how it'll change our perspective. And um, I have a lot of, you know, people ask me, well, what are you going to do when you come back? Are you going to come back to this job, to this school? To, And I'm purposely trying not to make any plans in my mind about what I'm going to do when I come back. Simply because I, um, I want to see what it's like to really live kind of an unscheduled life um, and to not be in that place where I'm constantly planning for the future and constantly, um, thinking about, you know, thinking of the next steps. Um, I, and I hope I can do it. Like I'm wondering how much will I be able to get into that kind of free space? Um, because I'm not really like that. And, um, and I want to be. (laughs) For me, I, I, I referenced earlier that I'm already, Mentally, I'm already there. Like I'm anxious to get there because I my mind is ready to just let go and and um, and get to that point where I, I won't have a schedule. Um, um, because I have all these plans, I, I want to really focus on my photography. And um, I was sharing with you when we last spoke is that um, I find all these things all again 
air quotes or quote unquote my responsibilities that I, I, I gotta take care of at the house, you know, mm-hmm. chores, errands, bills, stuff like that. And um, next thing you know, it's 7 p.m. and uh, again, it's it's bedtime and uh, another day went by, you know, and I didn't get to do it. And I've been trying to work on my pictures probably for a year, if not more, mm-hmm. that I wanna organize them and alter them and like make them presentable. And um, I just haven't, I find one way or another to not do it, yeah. you know? And so... Um, or even when you do do it, you, ha- you have that guilt of like, oh, I should be vacuuming right now. Right, exactly. I should be doing... I never have that, that vacuum guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I do. He does. Yeah. Um, or, you know, um, yeah, so something that it's more practical and that, that goes to benefit the household or improve or contribute, you know, all those things, you know, the productive, to have a productive sort of, uh, um, uh, connotation, you know, I should be doing something productive with my time rather than sit here and spend three, four hours looking at my pictures and, and reorganizing them. And so, um, I really want to, want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so in that sense, I'm I'm ready to just let go, and I really want to focus on photography because I, I I do it's one of my. It, it was like a, a a hobby that I wanted to pick up, but now it's become more of a it's becoming a passion, like something I really want to really see how much how far I can go in it, you know. Um, and I just need to sort of reset my my thinking, um, and so that I can give that the level of importance importance that I want that it I want to give it mm-hmm. but that I'm I'm incapable of giving myself that mind space here right. at home right. so this is sort of like an uh, a hard stop for me mm-hmm. to sort of like as a hard reset and I won't have any more excuses cuz I'm not going to be tidying around that the RV you can only do so much you right. know and um <laughs> you know there's not going to be somebody coming in to uh look at my RV because that's what I worry about the house. Like, right. if somebody comes to visit, like, oh, there's dog hair on the floor rolling around. There's dishes on the sink. You know, right. things like that that are nobody ever just barges into my house like that. Right. But that's the thing I put on, on my head, my excuse mm-hmm. that I come up with as to why I sh- shouldn't be sitting down and doing my pictures, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I'm, I'm, in a sense, I'm kind of tired of me <laughs> being living in my head. Um, and I'm ready to just sort of just let it go, reset. Um, so I don't know what that's going to be doing to me at the end of the trip because I might just find this other side of me. That, that was one know? of my questions I wrote down here. I don't know if I'd get to is that do you think travel changes you or does it reveal you? Hmm. Ooh, that's a deep question. I think um, for me, I would say it changes. Yeah. And, and through change, it has revealed other parts that I weren't. I wasn't aware we're there. Um, it has definitely changed me uh, for the better in this, you know, uh, in this particular sense. Because uh, yeah, when we first met, I it was a hard choice: do I stay home and continue to toil, or do I take a break from life and go enjoy mm-hmm. the fruits of our of our work? Um, whereas now um, that mindset has changed, um, and and I think I've been able to find out, like, because in going through, through uh, to the, on these trips, um, 
when we went to Spain is when I got my camera. That mm -hmm. was, what, 10 years ago? No. You say, when you got that, that camera, you got that before we drove cross country. Cross country, cross country. And so that was uh, when she was five. So that was so five, five years, years ago. ago yeah. So five years ago is when, I, when she got me as, as a gift before we, we left, like two, three days before. She's like, here, I'm going to take you to Best Buy. I'm going to get you a camera. I wouldn't spend, I wouldn't spend money on on such a an luxury. item luxury. I never. I would not take myself to a Best Buy and drop money like that. And so she took me there and said, "I'm gonna buy you this camera. You're gonna bring it. You're gonna have a nice camera for our trip, so you can take pictures, you know, as we go along." And that changed me. Because and I've now, regretted it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> because now that revealing me that I have this passion for it did. for photography, for landscape and things like that, that I didn't know that, that was there, you know, uh, it definitely has revealed that part in me. And it's revealed in me an incredible lack of patience. <laughs> I'm kidding. I always knew I was super impatient. But that's our joke, you know, uh, where when we're, we just turn around, like, she's like, where's Puppy? I'm like, he's, I'm sure he's taking pictures of something somewhere, so we'll see him in an hour. Or we wake up in the morning and he's gone because he'll get up, like, at 5 a.m. and go out to take pictures, you know, in a morning different light. Or, yeah. Um, so it's, it's funny, but it's great. Um, it's great because he hasn't always been that person to like allow himself to develop a passion for something so so do you have kind of side projects you want to you're going to focus on well I, I am doing a blog but it's not I didn't say I really like I'm I want to make a blog I it kind of just seemed like a good way to um to document the trip mm -hmm. um and uh I, I want to write I do. I like to write. I love writing. Um, I've started so many projects and nothing, you know, it's the same kind of thing that I feel like I don't have the time or um, whatever it is. So that's something that I would really like to do. Um, and um, so I that it's I hope I have time for that. It's something that I, I would like to develop and I don't know um, of an, a better time, right. you know. Right. <laughs> than when I'm not working and you know and I think travel I don't know the answer to your question about if it changes you or reveals you um but I definitely think it sparks um creativity and interest and enthusiasm so I think there's no better time to like um embark on like a creative pursuit um so How can people follow along? So do you have a blog? Yes, I did start a blog. Um, it's ouryearlongodyssey.com. Okay. Um, what about Instagram? Yes, I have Instagram, but his Instagram will be the one with all the great pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Mine will be the one with people in the pictures. Okay. <laughs> his will be the, the beautiful nature shots. So tell them uh, your Instagram. My Instagram is uh, Sergio's World. Sergio's World. Okay. Um, one because there's another Sergio out there. Oh, another Sergio in his world. Hey, he's got a world too. <laughs> yes, I bet it's not as good as your world. And I'll, do, <laughs> I'll put links in like the show notes. Okay, awesome. I brought you a couple gifts. Ooh. Uh, so if, one, I asked you if there's a CD player. I asked Julie if there's a CD player in the van, and uh, there is. Yeah, there yeah. is. Okay. I was going to burn you a CD, and then I realized, like, I don't even have a CD burner anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, don't, they don't exist. So, um, so this is one of my um, favorite 
uh, it's called Willie Favorites. It's Willie Nelson. So it's good. This is actually the one that I've been spinning in my car for probably 15 years. So I I think I have it in a playlist here. So don't worry. Yeah. So take take Willie around (gasps) on the trip. Thank you. Another one I would have burned if I could, but I don't have a burner is um, Tom Petty's Highway Companion. Um, It's just a really good album. Um, that none of those songs are on the radio, but it was oh, one of his most recent ones. But cool. it's great for traveling. So and um, this book is called "Is Steel Like an Artist" by Austin Cleon. And so I know you guys are both pursuing kind of more creative uh, projects, and it just it's his perspective on that on creativity and, mm. and art. And, um, Thank you. He also has another one that is good um, called "Show Your Work," and it's about kind of like how you put it out in the world and, and stuff so so yeah it's, this is awesome yeah it's i i uh it's inspirational for me and it's it's also you can like pick it up and read it for a couple minutes I love and, it. Yeah. so oh, thanks yeah. so much other than that just keep us posted can we do like a follow-up skype call like something? yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. and see yeah. if um if anything we said is true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to like, come get us! <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Um, I'd love yeah. to. Thank you for, thank you for, thank you for having us. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're honored to be uh, uh, on your podcast. Yeah, podcast episode one, season one, episode one. Are you going to uh, name name them or are you just going to do like I think I will name them. Name? I think I'll name them. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure out. That's a job in itself. Yeah, well, in like you know the my it's called the red thread, and the red thread is like a theme that runs through everything. So naturally, I have to like name the theme, you know. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, and I don't know, like just like your trip, I don't know what this thing's gonna, how it's gonna be shaped, but I'm just like trying to have fun with it and just mm-hmm. enjoy it, and I just know it's been calling me to do mm-hmm. it, and um, yeah. and there was a quote uh, I think I wrote it on my old notes is like. Um, Oh, your passion rarely shouts at you, but it whispers every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great yeah. Wow. I, I don't know yeah. where I heard that, but uh, it's very true, though. Yeah. 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 It's always because like it's always there, gnawing at you in the back, back of your mind. Head. Right. <laughs> especially when you become aware of it, yeah. it's something that you just can't. Or you see, can't let and go. You can't, nowadays, you see with Instagram, you see so many people yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. And I there was a time where I was, I was following all these people what they call it, van life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta stop following this because yeah. I like I'm getting depressed. <laughs> you know, so. But it's true. And nowadays, um, and you know, younger people, I feel like the world is so open to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, in some ways, it's bad because like they are coming into a less stable economy a less you know less stability in general um but on in other ways it allows them to be creative in ways that maybe i feel like i my generation wasn't um and last night i was at somebody's house and we were talking about this and um they're all my age and he said it was the father of one of my students he said to me you have the soul of a millennial And I know everybody likes to put down millennials and maybe other people wouldn't take that as a compliment, but I did because I think millennials, whatever everyone says, I think they're adventurous. I think they're creative. I think they're risk takers. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) They're open to different things. I think we we can all use some of that right now. Mm -hmm. So just uh, a name. I know you guys are thinking of names for the RV. Could be the Millennium Falcon or the Millennial Falcon. 
<laughs> so <laughs> love that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, again, thank you guys. Uh, thank you. Just, I'm thank so you. happy for you guys. Thank you. We and I, I had to re resist at work, always being like, Julie, <laughs> tell me about your trip. What are you guys gonna do? Like, like I know because she had to work too. So. Yeah. <laughs> well. There may have been one or two times when I was late to class because I was just sitting there talking and didn't realize that yeah. class was good. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thanks again. And oh, uh, how are you guys going to be able to sleep the night before? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm going to be up till like 12. <laughs> it's almost like the night before Christmas, you know? Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. About that childhood feeling, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been thinking about coming and sleeping inside the RV because for one thing I have to leave it packed yeah you know, we have to leave it oh, so everything is because we live in at 5 30 yeah. in the Someone morning comes and takes it all away right that would be drives off with our entire yeah. life yeah. <laughs> so I've been seriously considering sleeping uh here at uh, Thursday night <laughs> sure. yeah. I'll be in my bed for the final night in 365 All right, well, we'll end it here. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much.